This is Students Who Design. In this episode, we meet with Fisher Adelican. Fisher is a student at Purdue and has worked at a panoply of tech companies, with his most recent stint being at Slack. He also organizes Co-Day events and is working on his EP. We discussed his perspective being black in tech, his influences growing up in Nigeria, and much more. Hey Fisher, thanks for joining us on a, on a Sunday afternoon in Menlo Park. Uh, first off, I want to let everyone know who you are, what you do, where do you go to school, and what you study. <laughs> I'm Fisher. Um, I go to Purdue uh-huh. uh, University in West Lafayette, Indiana, and I study computer graphics, philosophy, and art. So a triple major. It's complicated. It's complicated. Yes, essentially. But- um, what do I do? I do everything I possibly can because I only have one life. That's a great. That's better than I intern at X or Y. Yeah, and, I'm also, <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm also currently an intern at Slack. But, okay, yeah. cool, cool, cool. And how did you get into technology? Uh, I got into technology because I wanted to make video games. Okay. And uh, what kind of video games? Just any video games. I used to play a lot of like Jack and Daxter, Uncharted. I was like, I want to make video games. How do I make a video game? Oh, you can be a game designer, which just introduced me to design in general. Oh, but also, you can also be a game programmer, which introduced me to like the coding side of things. And yeah, video games. So video games. And then you went from video games. And where are you from, by the way? I'm from Nigeria. Nigeria, okay. So you were trying to get into video games while you were in Nigeria, or this was in school? So I would say this is while I was in school. Okay. Because I have been in America for a while, even before college. But I would say it was while I was in school when I first came to America and discovered that computers were a thing. Computers were a thing. Okay. Yeah. How did you go from video games to what you do now? Uh, the video game industry doesn't pay very well. <laughs> Got it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the first you step. Find the money like, and then uh, code for the money type of thing. Well, it was, I wouldn't say it was that. It was more about uh, how creative I could be. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to limit myself to just video games. I wanted to go do like virtual reality stuff or like I'm interested in fashion or like photography. I wanted to go do that. In general, tech just, like, plays more into all those different fields of the things that I'm interested in than just simply video games. And can you talk more about all those other fields that you're in and what you're doing in those fields? Oh, man. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Uh, So my current love is architecture, and I'm currently designing my future house. Uh, It's going to be – I want it to be built into the side of a hill, Uh and it's going to just have, like, all glass panes. Uh, I am – I'm studying the work of Frank Geary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Lloyd Wright, because they're my two favorite architects, and I really love their work. And I want something that can blend in with nature, but at the same time offer a lot of natural light into my house. And I think that's an interesting like thing to to think about. Um, I'm interested in fashion. Raph Simmons, I call my dad, because yeah. <laughs> I, I I love all of his designs and I love all of his work. Um, I my favorite brand at the moment is called I Love Ugly. 
They're a yeah. brand out of New Zealand. Amazing. But I'm, I'm super into fashion. Super into music. So I've produced three EPs this summer, released all of them on Spotify. We'll make sure to, to plug it at the end. <laughs> just for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but um, I don't know. What else? I'm just interested in a lot of different things. Yeah. I'm super into cars. I mod my own cars. I have a go-kart. Uh, I love reading books just trying to like do everything here and there basically and can you talk about your experience in navigating this industry so far um having all these interests uh coming from nigeria just not you know your typical my dad was a programmer so now i am one type of thing yeah uh my dad is not a programmer oh that's good uh he tried learning but he was like nah 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 they Uh, that's how I felt. Too, so I, I, I vibe with your dad. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Navigating all of. Wait, I, I forgot the question. Navigating this industry, like with all oh. these experiences, and just like um, a lot of people just have this inherent advantage that they're just born with. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I don't think they're aware of it until they get into the industry. Yeah. Or they see other people trying to get into the industry. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's always a. Navigating for me has been about something my dad once told me where it's like you have to work twice as hard to like get what half of other people have and um i i do like the things that i do but it's not that i did them and i was like oh i'm good at this it's i like refined like practiced and worked on my skills over like the past eight nine ten years and these skills are just like um writing code designing just being creative in general yeah and um it's always also been about knowing when to go after the right opportunity because um you know you might be doing a lot of these things and you can't find a way to like have everything connect and understand how it's all flowing together and like it's all coming together but then one day you know you meet the first engineer at like pinterest and you just like you don't even know he's the first engineer and you're just like, oh, you want to check out this really cool thing I made? And he's like, fuck, you should work here. And the next thing you know, you're talking with a recruiter, and then you're doing an interview, and then you're a flight to San Francisco. And it's like, hi, welcome to Pinterest. It's your first day here. And you're just like, holy crap. And this and started by you showing a project to the first engineer at yeah. Pinterest. And it was, what it, was that project? Uh, it was just like some Android app that I made a while ago for a uh, freelance client and I showed him some of my um like what projects that I didn't release I'm just like because I always have them hosted somewhere just to pull them up really quickly but he was just like these are cool that you have the experience like come work here and I'm just like whoa what you're saying is like there's a lot like things happen spontaneously but yeah. you have to do the upfront work for yeah. the spontaneity to happen yeah and it, i only got to be able to meet them because someone hit me up and they were like hey i'm going to this event at pinterest um it's about blocks and tech in the bay area like you want to come through i could have just said no but uh i didn't know what i was doing so this was the sub yeah so i was here just like visiting and it, i it was like come through and i tagged along yeah and seeing all those people there who like were black and in tech i was just like oh crap there are other black people in tech yeah and then from there i was like okay i feel more comfortable now talking about myself 
And after the event, I was just like, screw it. I don't have anything to lose by going up to this guy and talking to him. So I did, and we talked for like 30 minutes, and he like, it just snowballed from there, and now I'm here, and it's like insane. Looking back. Yeah, it's, a, it's crazy. So you've worked at a ton of different places, uh, Pinterest, which is social media, Qualcomm, or Enterprise, Tesla, which at its core is a battery company, and Slack, which is kind of enterprise productivity software. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us about all those different experiences um, and what that's been like to work in so many different industries? Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, to, in my opinion, to stay creative, you can't keep doing the same thing. And I realized that from a very young age. So when I was at Pinterest, um, I worked on the search team and my project was to, I worked with two other interns and it was basically to visualize all the search data. And there is a lot of data. Like our, sometimes our queries would take like 12 hours to run. Wow. Because there was so much data being generated. But, um, when I was there, I thought like that was cool. I thought the work I was doing was really cool. But my um, mentor, they said I should go to different companies to see what they're like, to get a better representation of where I want to be and the things that I want to do. So this was after your freshman year? Yeah. Okay. And um, I was like, okay, that's cool. And I thought more about it, and I was like, this makes sense. Um, even though I really, really like Pinterest, there might be a better company out there that I just, like, click with more, and I might be losing out on it if I don't, like, go out and seek that. So, uh, but then I said, I don't want to keep doing the same thing, though. I don't want it just to be something where I work at, like, a web tech company or, like, a company that's, like, apps or yeah whatever I want to try and do different things so uh, I go back to school and I actually wasn't even thinking about interviewing and this kind of leads into Qualcomm which is my second internship I got the Qualcomm came to campus to recruit and I got an email from the recruiter at like midnight as I was about to go to sleep so this, this recruiter's working <laughs> yeah and she was like hey I found your resume on Piazza. Um, wow, Piazza? Yeah. Really? Piazza works? Yeah, Piazza works. Wow. Uh, she was like, hey, I found your resume on Piazza. Uh, we're on campus recruiting. Would you be down for an interview at 8 a.m. tomorrow morning? She's emailing me at midnight for an interview oh, so they're not at 8 a.m. Yeah. yeah, and I'm just like, what? I'm like, okay, okay. I emailed her back really quickly. I'm like, yes, I'll be there fall asleep, wake up at the crack of dawn to study for an interview, and I go, and it's I'm just, like, half awake, half asleep. Yeah. Not totally prepared for this. And I do the interview. Um, the interview was, like, reverse a string, and my mind just immediately flipped to the simplest solution that I could ever think of, which was to write it in Python. And in Python, um, I don't know if anyone listening to this knows how to write code, but in Python, you can easily flip a string by using uh, like array notation. Okay. So 
rather than write any code, I could just say this variable, then like bracket colon colon negative one bracket, and it'll flip the entire string. Literally, so that's, one like a, line. that's a good hack for anyone. Yeah, anyone has the same question. Yeah. So the interviewer was like, reverse the string, and I literally wrote that on the board, and I'm like, done. Can I leave now? <laughs> and he's like, I. He's like, no, 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 that's too simple. Do it in a more complicated way. And I guess he wanted to know how I want, how I think about problems. But I was just like, I don't want to yeah, be it's here. Like it's like eight, eight, eight in the morning, and I like woke up even earlier so I could try and study for this. But I did it in Java the longer way, and he was like, okay, cool. So I le- I leave. They hit me back up for follow up interviews, and I get my offer, and I'm like, cool. Fun fact about me working at Qualcomm, um, before I started, I did a road trip across America. Okay. So I drove from West Lafayette all the way to San Diego. Wow. Uh, and that's where Qualcomm is. Yeah, yeah, over like the course of a week. And it was cool to see America rather than like fly over it. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciated that a lot. Um, <clears throat> for So after Qualcomm, I decided that I needed a longer break from school. So I reached out to a bunch of people, got an interview at Tesla, got my offer, and came to the Bay. And after that, went home, went back to school for one semester, and Mm -hmm. jumped back, came back here for Slack. And um, they've all been different. Tesla, I did, so at Qualcomm, I did, like, camera software. Yeah. I wrote code for, like, the chips that Qualcomm makes to handle like camera processing and everything, and that was cool because I've never done anything that low yeah. level before, and it just really me it made me appreciate like the work that goes into like hardware and like low level engineering even more, because we just expect like our computers to work or like our iPhones or iPads to work, but software is one thing, hardware is a whole like another ball game. Yeah, yeah, it's like a whole new industry yeah. in itself. Yeah, so I really appreciated that. Um, Tesla, I did uh, like a lot of infrastructure and like internal projects. Uh, one of my projects like let my coworkers save like forty hours of work. Wow! And I was, she was just like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like yeah, yeah. <laughs> like in a whole week back. Yeah, yeah it's like yeah, thank you, Fisher. Um, at Tesla, I got really good at building things just based on descriptions because no one would give me like detailed project specs they were just it's all word of mouth and i was just like okay i can do this and i'll come back to them like is this what you want like this is perfect yeah and to be able to simply build something based on what people tell you i believe is like a superpower because some people require um like very detailed explanations, very specs, de- yeah, like, like very detailed hand holding, yeah, yeah. But for me, they were just like, "Look, I needed to do this and this, and kind of make it look like this." And I'm just like, "I got you," and I'll come back exactly with what they wanted. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "This is amazing. This is super cool." So I got really good at that while I was there, and I think people should give that a try. Just like get someone to give you a random thing and try your best to build it and see if yeah. it's what they want. Um, and then, or, or design it. I think what you're saying yeah. translates so equally to anything that you're making, whether yeah. it's software, hardware, design. Um, I also think what you said about like you you touch a lot of different industries, and because of that, you picked up a lot of different skills. Yeah, 
it, it just allowed me to think more creatively about the work I do. Yeah. Um, because the problems being solved at Tesla are completely different from the problems being solved at Qualcomm, yeah. which are completely different from the problems being solved at Pinterest, which are fairly different from the problems being solved at Slack. Yeah. So um, all those different problems need different avenues of problem solving. And to you have to be creative in each aspect and to be able to solve all those different problems in different and unique ways like just improves creativity. It makes you, or I think like it has made me a better thinker and like a better designer mm-hmm. or even just like a better engineer in general because now um, if I'm designing to solve a problem, I have, if for, I'm thinking about it from like a million different angles and rather than like, and I always think about what could happen rather than like what I need to happen. Mm-hmm. because I feel it might just be better to fall into the solution than to like fixate on one specific thing as a solution. I am a very easygoing person. So yeah. for me, I don't expect the solution to appear out of thin air, but at the same time, I don't expect myself to randomly come up, well, not randomly. Um, Spontaneously. To, to, I yeah. think like there's a, you have a calculated way of doing it, yeah. but because you have all these different inputs from your experiences, yeah. you know I, something will, will happen yeah. at the end. I just let I just let the solution come out naturally from however I choose to solve the problem, basically. What is it like being um, a black person in tech? <laughs> it's interesting. You see problems that could be solved by much more powerful people than you, and they don't because it's not a problem that they deal with. Um, you can see that uh, a friend of mine has this theory that you, you will see a dog on a company's career page before you see a person of color. Holy shit. <laughs> You'll see a Yo, dog. That, I th- yeah. Oh, wow. And <laughs> that's heavy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so that, that, that's what it's like. Uh, it's, um, it's really nice when you find a place where you're valued. And I feel like that at Slack. Uh, we care so a lot quick, about quick diversity. recruiting pitch for Slack. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, come work at Slack. Nah, it's cool. But um, how do you think it's impacted your work, just being in a diverse environment? Because um, if you look at its at its core, like work is work. But then, how yeah. does the people around you influence how you work? Uh, I've I've had to think about problems that I haven't thought about before. So, in the, take the case of accessibility. Uh, we make sure that our product works where... As in Slack. We, yeah, okay. at Slack, where you can only use it. You can use Slack entirely just by using the keyboard. And we try our best to make it work for screen readers also. Yeah. So um, we have to think about things like accessibility. We have to think of things about like color for like colorblind people. Yeah. Uh, because we're doing stuff for work and a lot of people work like... There are a lot of workers. Everybody works, right? Yeah. So we have to think about all these different problems, which means we need diverse set of people. And um, companies who don't invest in diversity, essentially, to me at least, they're saying, 
Mm, we probably we, we know we're making our product for everyone, but we only want like this white dudes who all went to Stanford or like Harvard or Columbia or Yale to work on that specific thing and yeah. not need any more input because we probably don't but no we probably do but we don't care yeah um google spent like what 250 million dollars on diversity oh wow and yet they lost like their black employees how is that possible i I don't know i didn't even know that was a thing they spent so much money on diversity just diversity uh, recruiting anything yeah okay and they, they they lost like their the their count of black engineers either stay the same or went down, and I don't get how that's possible. Because I'm so sure there's like internal things that we just don't know about. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. But yeah. it's just like mind boggling to me because these companies are saying that they care about making the companies diverse. They care about doing this. They care about doing that. But yet their solution is to simply throw money at the problem because mm-hmm. they have money. And it's like, oh, we can just throw money at the problem. How does that make you feel? It makes me they don't it makes me feel like they don't care. They're yeah. not taking the time out to actually listen, to actually like understand what the problem is. Cause their idea of just simply fixing it is uh, you know, we'll put so and so amount of millions of dollars behind the project and it should like fix itself because they're paying people to do it yeah but no and with the diver- they're focusing on diversity as well they're not focusing on inclusion mm-hmm. diversity is one thing getting the people in is like one thing making them stay is another like entirely different ballgame. what makes you and and people you know want to stay they care like just company simply cares mm-hmm. um basically my example is when Google first released Google Photos and it could automatically categorize faces, yeah, it mistake black people as like monkeys and like gorillas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And if they had more people of color and they tested it, yeah. on, they probably would have figured that out. No, there's like a very, very famous tweet that went viral of like a hand sanitizer that detects hands and it would only detect light skin hands. Yeah. Because it's probably design, designed by light skin people yeah. who prototyped it. You know, like, yeah. so you don't have diverse inputs, you don't get diverse products. Exactly. Yeah. And you need that. And that is not a problem you can simply throw money at. You need to find a way, you need to understand that, like, if you're hiring this more diverse people, we have to put them on these projects that matter to us that we think are going to matter to them as well. And you have to provide a path of um, promotion and then a path of, like, saying we're not only hiring you just to fill a quota or whatever but we're here to help you grow your career we'll actually promote you and not consider you know the mba grad from harvard over like you because simply they went to harvard and they look like us yeah but we need you to like be in the room and like actually offer your opinions we the companies have to listen and they have to actually care and understand that it's not a problem they can simply throw money at. It's a problem. It's a problem that you have to. It, it's it's a very interesting problem because if you solve this problem, you can solve the generational um, wealth gap in America. Oh, easy. Uh, not it's easy, a, but it would definitely have an impact. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Because tech workers get paid so much, and if you're involving more diverse people, and you're actually like 
when it's time for promotions, you're actually considering them. You're actually giving them promotions. You're putting them in like higher places of power. Like you're, you're, you're helping like with a lot of problems in America. Like kids in the inner cities won't like have to look to sports as their way out. Like they can be like, oh shit, I can be a software engineer and like actually do this shit. Yeah. And it, it, it's better for everyone. We get, be- we get better software, we get more ideas to make the things we do even better, we, I, it, it makes no it, it makes sense as to why the tech industry needs to be I keep, it makes sense to why the tech industry needs to be diverse, and I am starting because I have so many thoughts and opinions on this. Yeah, but um, I don't have enough time to talk about that. But it's simply a problem you can't throw money at, and for. It to be able to solve the companies have to care and they have to really care. So I think you, you described really well the reality that exists today. Yeah. Um, I don't think you or, or anyone else should be required to find the solution, but you described the reality. Um, what would you tell someone or what advice would you give someone um, who is an underrepresented minority uh, or, or a specific LGBTQ or, or, you know, just not your stereotypical technologists mm-hmm. um how to handle this reality uh reach out to people um i am part of code 2040 which is a program to get blacks and latinx people into tech companies to work as engineers and i love it because i can go to parties now and i'm not the only black kid yeah and it's amazing and it feels I, I feel like I feel so much more comfortable and so much more grounded and it's just a great experience to walk into a room of like hella engineers and they're all black and Latinx and you just feel at home yeah and you don't feel like you have anything to prove you can just be yourself right yeah um, so there are programs like that I don't know if there's one for design I feel like there should be one yeah because there are a lot of like people like really good like design amazing designers yeah uh and you see them like every now and then just popping up on twitter just from like mainly like white male designers promoting them which is cool that they're yeah. doing that but uh at some point like i think they should just be valued for their work and not because they're being promoted by x person yeah and yeah. um just like look for programs that you feel you can be a part of and mm-hmm. you feel you can be welcomed in but also just put work out and put it in front of people yeah. I, I try to put my work out anxiety yeah yeah, yeah yeah but just like put it out um twitter is great because of that twitter is a great way to like put your work out there and actually connect with all these different people yeah and uh just get a twitter like, yeah you don't First step. Follow like the designers you're into. Follow people that interest you. Follow me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, just yeah. Just put your work out there. Like find these groups you can be part of that you can feel like um, safe. I know there's also like uh, girls who code like she plus plus is yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I only know the tech ones. I don't know any other. Th- Maybe that's what I think. The, the, the design, design ones, like, f- well, the design ones, I think, kind of feed into it. But mm-hmm. there's a lot of cool initiatives, like Women Who Design yeah. um, by Jules Forrest, who's, who's an amazing designer. 
there can definitely be more. Yeah. I, I think it's just design is underrepresented as an industry and therefore everything is just scaled down even further. Definitely. Um, but I agree that the initiatives should still be there even though there's less people. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely need that. But yeah, just find places you think you make you feel comfortable and just release your work and talk to people. Yeah. Uh, and also, like, I feel thinking about your what your values are and um where you want to go also helps you make that decision because um for me based on my values i cannot work at certain companies just because they don't align yeah and sometimes when i hear about the news about these companies and like the kind of culture that are in these companies just like that that's good that i'm not probably working there i think the the caveat to that though is when you have nothing you'll take anything right so like at at, it's, it's good to know your values, but it's also good to understand, like, look, like right now I don't have anything, right? So I'm going to have to do this thing, whether I, well, even if I don't like it. And most people start off by doing things they don't like in order to get to what they like. That's just how the world works. That That's very true. I guess what I'm trying to say is just, like, always know what your values are. Yeah. And then, like, don't, I agree with that. Don't, don't get lost in all of, like, the busyness of life and trying to make it. Just, yeah. like, understand who you are and, like, keep working towards that and ma- as, as essentially making yourself better. But, yeah, just, like, Twitter is a great resource for getting into the industry. Um, oh, also, conferences. Yeah, Conferences are huge. Are yeah. huge. Uh, if you can do a conference, like, even while in college, there are, like, um, I know there's a design conference in New York. Yeah, or, designation. Is yeah, I was supposed yeah. to go. But yeah, I, I things didn't work. Yeah, it did. Something came up, but uh, yeah, like stuff like that. Um, just go and yeah. meet people, talk to them. I'm hopefully gonna be at um, XOSO in Portland oh, wow. this yeah. fall, should be fun. Yeah, I, I am excited. First time in Portland, but it's art and tech, and that's my vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, <laughs> on, a, on a Sunday afternoon, creative technologist, no, no problem, <laughs> no problem. Happy to be here. Students Who Design is written and produced by Sahil Koja and Omar Abdul-Rahim. For more design resources and information, visit our website at studentswho.design or find us on Facebook.